Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. This is the Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome aboard. It's four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Friday here on the East Coast of the United States. You know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to or watching uh, the Steve Malzberg Show. And it's the final show of 2023, which is just amazing to me. This year, you know, I don't know, they say the older you get, the faster time goes. Uh, but this year just, this year just flew, flew right by. Um, Americans, according to the latest polls, um, not happy with the year gone by, a majority unhappy, feel it was a bad year for them, feel it was a bad year for the country, and headed into the elections just about um let's see we're talking about 10 a little over 10 months away wow this is going to be again unprecedented everything about it is unprecedented we have no idea who the democratic nominee is going to be notwithstanding joe biden's intentions or stated intentions of course we have no idea what's going to happen to donald trump you know will he be in jail Will he be uh, on trial? Will he be, how many trials will he have? Or will he be convicted? I mean, this is never, never before. So ergo unprecedented. And I can't wait. I, I just, I just can't wait. So buckle your seatbelts <laughs> and not only in the car, uh, buckle it when you're listening to this show and other shows here on TNT and finding out what's uh, what's going on with the election here in the United States and all the events uh, going on around the world, going on around the world. It's uh, it's uh, it's crazy. It's insane. The New York Times, you want to hear insanity? The New York Times of all radical liberal leftist publications out with an in-depth uh, study and report on uh, how Hamas um, sexually abused the the uh, the females the Israeli females that they killed took took prisoner just raped I mean look it up look it up for the New York Times to do an investigation and admit that they came up with this. It's, you, you know, it had to be something. And if you've been watching, you know, it's something. And in this country, it's uh, still divisive. And we'll talk a little bit later on uh, here in New York City area uh, at Times Square. The uh, mayor of New York is uh, worried, as are the, the police, about uh, Palestinian protesters trying to uh, um, ruin the uh, New Year's Eve celebration at Times Square, like they tried to ruin the Christmas tree lighting at Rockefeller Center and other events uh, around the city. And it's not only in New York City, it's elsewhere in other other cities around the country. So uh, the, this, the country is on high alert for terrorism. And we just had a, a, a man from New Jersey, an, an Iranian uh, from New Jersey, who was trying to join a terror group in, in Kenya, and he got arrested. He wanted to commit jihad here in the United States. And they arrested him, I think, in Kenya. Um, 
So it's it, it's just crazy. It gets crazy and crazier by the day. Um, and I'll tell you one one other thing that's crazy that we're not going to talk a lot about tonight at all. But um, <laughs> with the outrageous crime rate in major cities all over this country, but this this one specifically applies to Chicago. The left wing liberal anti police mayor of Chicago. You know what he wants to do to help help with crime reparations reparations for black people so i guess in his view and maybe it is i don't know the statistics it's the black people committing the crime or the overwhelming bulk of the crime and the way to stop it is give them money folks like i've said time and time and time and time again on this show we are at a crossroads in this country if the left gets their way we're done the, the, the United States of America is done. If they keep Donald Trump off the ballot, we're done. If they're in, able to successfully prosecute Donald Trump in an election year during the election campaign, outrageous, outrageous. It's what they do in third world countries and dictatorships. And all the while the left says that Donald Trump is the threat to democracy while using going after Donald Trump to end democracy as we know it. So, you know, as Kamala Harris said about the upcoming election, this is the most election of our lifetime. <laughs> That's what she said. The most election of our lifetime, most important, most consequential, uh, the one with the most urgency. I, I don't know. All she could come up with was it's the most election of our lifetime. You know, when you're working with whatever she's working with up there, I guess that's not bad. We should be thankful she didn't talk about Venn diagrams and school buses while she laughed herself, you know, silly. Anyway, I want to start tonight with... um, as if I haven't started already, but uh, with the sound bites, uh, the video bites, I, I want to start with Tucker Carlson. Okay, still very influential. Of course, not as influential as when he had his his Fox show. Naturally, he gets lots of viewers, lots of attention when he says things on X or wherever he says them, um, and when he's a guest on shows. But it's not the same as having 3 million people watch you every single night or 4 million people sometimes on the Fox News channel. All right. Nonetheless, so here he is. He's he's I won't say they're bizarre statements because I don't know if they're true or not. It's his opinion. And that's what he's giving. He's not stating it as fact. You'll hear. But he tackled two topics, one on the blaze with um, um, Alex Stein talking about the moon landing, the Apollo moon landing, what was it, 68, 69, 1968 or 69, and how it might not have happened, how it might have been staged, and I don't get this part, by Nazi scientists. I don't understand that part at all. I mean, I, I don't that I don't get. If you want to say it was staged, you know, maybe they went to the desert and and filmed it there or whatever but staged by nazi scientists i don't know but let's hear it because i think it's a uh, kind of interesting so here is um 
Here is cut 226. My question for you is, do you think that uh, the moon landing was real? And do you think that it was uh, done by Nazis that were literally brought over during Operation Paperclip? Is that a conspiracy or is that true in your opinion, Tucker? Uh, you know, I don't know. I do know that the, the original moon landing tapes have been erased at NASA because they needed you know, the tape space. So they just kind of taped over them. That's the official. That's the official, <laughs> Tucker, that's the official story is they, they taped over and yeah, the no. official story is that they lost the technology and it's a painful process to build it back again. Yet Elon, Elon Musk's own rockets can't go. Uh, the moon is 257,000 miles away. Elon Musk rocket busted at less than 90 miles away. So we don't have a space vehicle in the past 50 years that can even go one 257,000th or whatever it is, the distance that the Apollo rockets went. So it's very unusual to think that the technology in 1969 somehow got deleted and that it went backwards. So I think that's why the moon landing I'm very passionate about. I think it's a big lie. Well, I don't look, I've, I've seen so many things that I believe revealed as lies in the past five or six years. And I've been shocked on almost a daily basis and I'm much older than you. So like I grew up in a country where people sort of believe things, um, including their government, which clearly had the capacity to do bad things. Uh, but most of the time we felt living here that it was doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, and I've revised my view of that because I've had to. So I'm open-minded on it. Okay, again, I, everybody can have their own opinion. I'm not knocking Tucker for this. I just thought it was uh, this, this Nazi scientist thing is kind of, kind of weird. Um, it, what is very strange, okay, is if what Tucker is saying is true, that NASA, the national, you know, the space uh, organization, erased the technology uh, because they needed space. <laughs> and we haven't had, I know we haven't had another rocket to the moon, I mean, since the 60s and, you know, since those Apollo flights. So why not? And are we, is it true we're unable to get a rocket to go even a quarter of that distance now? Shouldn't technology in the last, uh, 60 years almost be wow you shouldn't we be able to go to you know other solar systems like star trek almost instead of working backwards it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense but again i i think we went to the moon i mean i'd be shocked if we didn't i mean nothing really shocks me anymore but i'd like to think we did so here's a here's cut to uh, 27. I know that I and everyone else I knew just sort of went with the official explanation and not only didn't question it, but were very hostile to anyone who did. I was hostile to anyone who did. You know, why are you, you're crazy. Why you're, you're upsetting the survivors by asking questions. I said things like that and I'm ashamed that I did, but I did. And so did everyone else that I knew. And now it's been over 20 years. So why is any of it still classified? Any of it. And not only is it classified, and I know because I've done a lot on this, They've gone to extraordinary lengths to keep those documents classified. In the face of a lawsuit from the families of people who died that day against Saudi Arabia, they have not released those documents. Now, are they actually about Saudi Arabia? I don't think they are, actually, sorry. Um, and I'm not, you know, I haven't seen them, so I'm not sure what's in them, but I'm pretty sure the, the explanation that the rest of us has pa have passed on is true is not true. But look, I don't know. And it morphed into 9-11. It morphed into you know, another conspiracy. Uh, look, there were a lot of strange things about 9-11. I always wondered how, I always wondered at the time or shortly thereafter, 
how like right away they 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 put up the faces of the hijackers you know like boom right away they know who was on which plane and here were the pictures of them and it it just like all happened so fast and i think they might address in this next clip i'm not sure you know one of the buildings that collapsed at, at the world trade center site that was was not hit uh and why did it collapse so so long afterwards it, i mean it's a lot of and what was the role of the saudis absolutely do i think that we planned this do i think bush and cheney and rumsfeld planned 9-11 and coordinated it and knew that this was going to happen absolutely not are there strange things yeah let's go to uh cut number 228 but we have an absolute right to that there's no justification for holding that from us on what grounds are you on national security we've already been attacked and we're going to be attacked again. And we have a right to know what's in those documents. And moreover, the Building 7 stuff, I'm happy to believe it It collapsed because it was hit with debris from the planes or whatever. But it, I don't know. I've known a number. I've personally known a number of structural engineers who are like, that's not true. Now, what is true? I, I don't know. I have no evidence. I, I haven't seen anybody placing satchel charges in the building. I don't know. It's all speculation. But it's an entirely fair question. It is not crazy to ask, how did those buildings collapse in the way they did, particularly the building that was not hit by a plane? Like, what was that? It's, it's certainly a fair question. It's certainly a fair question. And, and you could ask that question, you know, without, without insinuating uh, or believing that the U.S. government, you know, loaded that building with explosives and then blew it up. I mean, you know, there's got to be something in between. I mean, how did that building collapse? It, that doesn't make sense. That never made sense. But again, I'd like to see all the classified information as it relates to Saudi Arabia. Absolutely. Who knew what? What was well, what? What's classified? What, what are they keeping from us? And if I was a family member, God forbid, of someone who who died on that day in those buildings, boy, would I really want to know. All right. But Tucker wasn't finished. Um, here he is in another appearance. And here he's talking about, it's kind of going back, well, not really to the space program, but the topic of UFOs. Now, you got to listen to this. And I don't know what the story is. Again, I don't know anything tonight, do I? I don't know what the story is. I don't know what to believe. I know, I, I believe there are ufos that people have seen that we've seen on pictures on photographs on video i believe they've been around a long time if you go back and you look at you know the 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 pyramids and 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 things on you know that they discover in, in ancient you know cities and whatnot with the, the on the stones that are in there and it, it's like wow you know perfectly drawn things and stuff and it, it there's so many things to to look at and see and say there is something there are things and i believe there are and i believe the government knows a lot but i want you to hear this because uh recently there's been some information i won't say released but speculated upon and this relates to it and this is very interesting stuff um so here we go with uh cut 319. these are my views okay they can't be proven uh, but they're i think they're informed views um the, the phenomenon is real. It's been recorded for thousands of years. We know that. Um, there's something buzzing around us in the skies, but also 
uh, under the oceans, we now know, and probably underground as well. Um, so it's real. Uh, the government's lied about it a million different ways, probably for a million different reasons for at least 80 years. That's also confirmed. They're lying about it now. Who knows what their motives are? And they're also trying to keep a lot of the stuff from being disclosed. That's true. Yes. So, so to those people, it's like, it's a PSYOP. Well, yeah, everything's a PSYOP. But I know for a dead certain fact, and it's provable, that, say, Mitch McConnell and Speaker Johnson and people who should, and a couple committee chairmen who should all know better are trying to prevent the UAP Disclosure Act of 2023 from taking effect in a meaningful way. So they are trying to hide it still. That's a fact. Okay. Um, you know, to say underground and in the ocean and all this, I mean, this, there, there, there's a thought process underway now with some information that, I won't, again, I won't say released, but that's out there, that there's really nefarious stuff going on. Again, I'm not saying I believe this. I'm just saying what's, what's out there. Actually, I had someone close to me tell me this uh, in conjunction with listening to what Tucker had to say. And um, what the, 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 let's, let's let Tucker's words speak for themselves for a second, then I'll, I'll weigh in. Um, I'll shut up. I'm going to shut up for, for a minute here. Uh, let's go to uh, 320. My own view is that these are not aliens. Um, there's no evidence that they've come from somewhere else. We would probably know. We've got a lot of a lot of technology that's watching what comes in and out of the atmosphere, and there's no evidence of that. I think they've been here forever. Hmm. Um, I'm, I don't, they're not, I don't, this is my view. Again, it can't be proven, but I'm just telling you after a lot of conversations, um, I think it's likely that the U.S. government has con had contact with these, uh, direct contact, and you know, over a period of years, I find that really disturbing. Um, because I, you know, and, and, a, and a bunch of other things that, I, that are highly distressing that I can't prove, and so I'm not going to throw them out there, but I can, I'll can. i tell you this. I've talked to a lot of people about this now because I've never been interested in UFOs until like five years ago, and I was like, wait, this is real. What is this? Why aren't we talking about this? I'm just like coming at it from a totally idiotic, I don't know anything, curious position, which is my normal posture on everything. And so I've talked to a lot of people, and my view is that there, you know, this is my opinion, that there are things about this that are really disturbing. Yeah, uh, very disturbing. Um, things that he says, I mean, he doesn't go into them. But when he talks about that they didn't come from outer space, they've been here all along. The U.S. government has talked to them, is well aware that they're here. And that, well, let's hear the next cut, then I'll, I'll, I'll say what I'm willing to say. Uh, and you'll, you'll see, the, this is going to blow your mind if you've never heard this. I didn't hear it until Tucker said it. And I don't know what he knows and how he's putting this together, but you could imagine, just listen to this one. Uh, here's 321. And while I hate any kind of government secrecy, and if I could prove any of this, I would say it immediately, consequences be damned. I do sort of understand why they don't want to let this stuff out. It's not about, oh, we've got fragments of one of these crafts at a Lockheed you know, facility in California and we have biologics from the craft. You know, everyone knows that that's likely true. Well, it's certainly true that they have the you know, pieces of this stuff. Yep. But I think it's likely that it's, it's, it's darker than that and that the U.S. government is, I said the U.S. government, people in the U.S. government, not the U.S. government, but you know, there are parts, it's a vast, it's the largest human organization in history, parts of it, you know, have knowledge that is very, very disturbing. And um, I personally think, strongly think, um, that there's a spiritual component to this. 
that I don't understand and will not pretend to understand. Um, but I think it's very clear that there's a spiritual component to this. That's one of the reasons the Vatican, and I'm, again, I'm not Catholic, but has been involved in this for over 100 years as an observatory, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious that these are not men from Mars. That, I think that was a psyop, because I think the truth is a little bit wilder and has deeper implications just than, than that. So I didn't know, I don't know what he means exactly by the Vatican uh, as an observatory, and they've been involved in this for 100 years. There's a spiritual aspect to it. Um, it's much more sinister than anybody is talking about. And I will say that in another conversation, uh, Tucker Carlson said, and I'm paraphrasing him, he said to the interviewer, he said, I've heard things that I will not tell my family. I, I, if it's not true, I don't want to upset them. And if it is true, I don't want to upset them. He said, I will not share this with my wife or kids. What I've heard, what I, you know, I won't say he didn't say what I know, but what, what he's heard about quote unquote UFOs. And it, it, he didn't speculate in that interview. But from what I think he's talking about is some, I'm not going to go there either because I don't, I, I'm just going to give you bits and pieces, which I don't know if it's true. So it's not really fair, but let's just say they're talking about evil stuff. I mean, scary evil stuff that he said, not the U.S. government, but people in the government. I don't know exactly what that means or what the difference is, but it's it. it go online. I mean, you, you, you look at it, you interpret it for yourself. Um, I, again, I have not looked online. I, I assume that you could probably find it. Um, but spiritual, spiritual a spiritual element to it not men from mars been here forever in the vatican is involved whatever that means it's just it's i'm not saying he's crazy i'm just saying what's leaking out what's coming out what's being talked about again so so out of the thought process so evil that I, I don't want to say it, and he didn't want to say it, and he wouldn't tell it to his family. So I'm teasing you here, but I'm not going to go any further. It's just to take just 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 say just say it's it it, it it it's you can't even imagine. And if the government ever said, well, here's what's happening, and it was what I've heard, and what I guess I think Tucker's talking about. I don't know how you continue the world. I don't, I, I don't know how you justify it. I don't know how you say it. It's just crazy stuff. Okay, enough of Tucker for now and enough of UFOs or whatever they are for now. Um, let's, look at, um, let's look at New Year's Eve, which is coming up. Again, depending on where you are, it's in a couple of nights or one night, a couple of nights away. Uh, so when we come back, we'll uh, we'll do that. I mentioned at the top of the show about New York City. We'll get a report from uh, WCBS TV Channel 2 on what they fear and what they're doing about it in advance at Times Square. I'm Steve Malsberg, not in Times Square, right here on TNT. I'm Cal Fire Battalion Chief Isaac Sanchez. And normally we like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourselves and your family safe during wildfires. But given the historic impacts that the weather has had on our state this year, 
we would like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourself safe during extreme weather. If you reside in an area susceptible to flooding, please take the necessary steps to prepare to evacuate if advised. Make sure you've identified at least two exit routes out of your neighborhood as one of them may be blocked or flooded. As the weather develops, remember to check in on vulnerable neighbors and family members. They may need additional time to prepare for evacuation. And just like during a wildfire, if you feel unsafe, please evacuate. You don't have to wait for the order to come. Keep an emergency go bag ready in case you need to evacuate. And always remember to plan for the safety of your pets as well. If you must leave, never drive around roadblocks. It can take as little as 12 inches of water to sweep your vehicle away. And always remember the mantra, turn around, don't drown. Be aware of first responders working in highly impacted areas, especially on the roads. For additional safety tips and updates on CAL FIRE activities, follow us on social media or visit fire.ca.gov. From weather and traffic reports to news of political developments. We turn to journalists for the information we need to live our daily lives. Journalists around the world provide news that is essential for democracy, for personal freedom, and for safety and stability. Yet their ability to report freely and safely is under attack like never before. So many journalists are paying with their lives. They face exponential risks and they've already paid a heavy toll. Death threats, online harassment, and physical attacks are becoming a daily experience of journalists in all countries. We just want people to be safe, to be able to get our readers the information that they need to make informed decisions. They checked my phone and realized that it was Pegasus. I feel myself like I am naked at the street. These charges were politicized from the start. Facts win. Truth wins. Justice wins. C'est énorme pour moi d'être là, d'être libre. Je ne m'y attendais pas du tout. Stand with the free press. Stand with journalists whose reporting won't be silenced. Press freedom is your freedom. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, folks, we are back. I want to make clear, because I've, I've gotten some people reach out to me, and I just want uh, to, you know, I, I didn't go into that whole Tucker thing and, 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 and play that because I know exactly what he's talking about, and I, I didn't want to give the impression that I'm withholding everything I know. I don't know. I, I said about the Vatican that threw me. I don't I don't know what that is. I didn't I don't know what observatory he's talking about. So I don't know what the Vatican connection is. But I but when he said there's a spiritual thing going on and it's not men from Mars and these people have been here forever. It 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 it, it, it I don't even know if he's if he's I think he's talking about some supernatural spiritual thing again. I, I, I don't feel comfortable in, in blurting things out because I don't even know if we'd be blurting out the right things back. It's like te the game of telephone. You know, you tell somebody uh, uh, ABCD and by the time it gets to uh, tw three people later, it's, it's DFG. So I, I don't know 
how it got to me and what 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 is true or not true. But that again, the, the key facts here, according to what Tucker has said and what I've heard him say, and what we've heard him say, and what we haven't heard him say, but I've heard him say elsewhere, this Vatican thing was new to me. He threw that in at the end. Again, I don't know what observatory he's talking about for a hundred years. Um, but that it's spiritual, they're not men from outer space, yet he says we do have pieces of their planes or whatever they fly around in. So that's a little confusing. He did say under the ocean, too, um, spiritual. So, so these are some kind of beings that we share the earth with that are superior and that I don't know. I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. So... Um, I'll do more research and hopefully get a, get somebody who might know a little more or is willing to say what they know. Uh, I'm willing to say what I know, but I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I promise I will try to track somebody down um, and and just tune in every night, 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, and uh, we'll we'll follow up on this uh, as soon as I can. I promise everybody that. I didn't mean to you know, to leave everybody hanging and ruin their weekend or anything like that. But I just thought it was interesting for Tucker uh, to say what he said. And, and again, to, to say in another interview, and again, without saying what he knew, otherwise I tell you what he said, but he didn't say it. He said, I will not tell my family and I will not, you know, not tell, tell my wife. I will not tell my children. That's how evil it is. So We'll, 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 I'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it somehow. Okay. All right. Um, let us uh, move on. And, you know, New Year's Eve, Times Square. I, 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 I don't think I've ever been to New Year's Eve at Times Square. I, I don't have a desire to do that. I don't want to stand in the cold, although it's not as cold as it's been uh, this particular year or years gone by, but I don't want to stand in the cold. First of all, you got to get there hours and hours before midnight. And I don't even know what the bathroom arrangements are. And I don't want to stand in the cold. To what? To see the ball fall? I'd rather watch on TV where I could flip the channels, watch CNN, see who's drinking, see what ridiculous things they say, and then let you see it and hear it the next day from me. Okay? And that's what we plan on doing because uh, I'll be here on Monday, January 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern, which is New Year's, Eve, which New Year's Day night. So make sure you're, you're here for that because uh, – Again, even though Don Lemon's not at CNN anymore, it's guaranteed to be a fun night on CNN. But anyway, uh, so here is uh, the concern. And why don't we go? This is Channel 2 in New York, WCBS-TV. Here is 326. There's always a serious concern around safety in New Year's Eve. Mayor Eric Adams says that concern is heightened this year as the NYPD prepares for potential protests at the world's crossroads, especially after pro-Palestinian demonstrators interrupted the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and attempted to disrupt the Rockefeller Center tree lighting this year. And uh, we're sure that there's going to be some type of attempt this year uh, to use that stage uh, for some other concerns that people are having. Even before October 7th, the NYPD was already analyzing and improving on its tactics from last year, when three officers were attacked by a machete-wielding man blocks away from the iconic Waterford Crystal Ball. This year, the Times Square Alliance is working with the NYPD, along with private security and federal authorities to prepare for the world-famous countdown. If you're going to, to come and try to disrupt the event, you're probably not going to be successful. And if you are, you're going to be arrested. So just stay home and uh, protest someplace else. 
Okay, so you know it's very appealing when you even last year the with the guy with the machete. I mean, you look, you never know. It's uh, you always take a risk, but thank God for the most part these things have uh, gone off without a hitch. And of course, for a couple of years there during the pandemic, uh, you know there there was no. <laughs> there, there were no people allowed uh, at Times Square for that celebration. Okay, so I, I, it, this takes me to uh, WXYZ TV out of Detroit, where there was a Christmas party for the 13th Congressional District of Michigan, which is Detroit, Democratic Party. The 13th CD of Michigan's Democratic Party had a Christmas party, and they... They got much more than they bargained for, and they weren't happy with it. And this is, you know, this is of concern because this is happening at at public events and private businesses, and it it it's uh, it's a little scary. Here is cut number um, three twenty seven. There were no arrests in the chaos that broke out here at the Common Pub near Wayne State Saturday night, but there was an assault that was caught on cell phone camera. Bobby Johnson is the woman who was punched in the face by a protester, leaving her bloody. It happened shortly after protesters interrupted the annual holiday gathering for the 13th Congressional District Democratic Party. It was something that we didn't expect. We never expect anything like that to happen to any of us that go, because we go annually to our Christmas party. Girl, my pressure was going crazy. My heart was beating fast. The party started as usual, but 30 seconds after Congressman Sri Thanadar started speaking, a woman on a megaphone interrupted him, calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, some wearing T-shirts saying, Free Palestine. This is not going to give you support for your cause. I welcome them to come to my office. I welcome them to invite me to town halls where I could come and we can have a dialogue. Okay, uh, so not good, uh, obviously. Now this happened a, a couple of weeks ago or a week and a half ago or so. Uh, so there were no arrests at that time, which I find kind of ridiculous since the woman was punched in the face and bloodied uh, by a protester. And there were plenty of people who could have, uh, you know, pointed that person who did the hitting out to the police, but nonetheless, so let's get uh, the finish of this report, cut 328. Partygoers, including some longtime political activists, say protesters went too far when they were asked to leave and refused to do so. They were being disruptive and they were not supposed to be. The owner asked them to leave. I asked them to leave. They refused to leave, so they were removed from a place that they had no business and no legal right to be in. When the protesters were being pushed out is when one of them punched Johnson in the face. Some then proceeded to bang on the windows from the outside. And they had their boots and shoes bamming up against the windows. You can imagine how that sound and how fearful that the people were, especially the senior people that was there. Wednesday, police were first to arrive and say at that time the protesters were outside. We're told they moved them back and assisted in getting Johnson transported to the nearby hospital. Detroit police say they are investigating what happened, but so far there have been no arrests. The fact is, what happened Saturday was something that should not have happened. We came there to have a good time. All right. And uh, let's hope that uh, these kinds of protests are, are uh, controlled a little better than they've been controlled. Although, you know, in New York, they didn't stop the lighting of the Christmas tree and at, at Rockefeller Center, and it's not going to stop Times Square. So um, also they were at the uh, World Trade Center, the, um, the protesters the site of the World Trade Center, uh, Ground Zero, 
and uh, chanting, uh, according to published reports, uh, uh, Allah Akbar, uh, which um, outraged many, many, many people because of what happened on that site. Okay, uh, courtesy of, uh, of Osama bin Laden. So it's, uh, it's just crazy out there. Let's, um, speaking of crazy, immigration. Uh, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, who we saw a second ago, just signed an executive order saying that the buses will not be accepted anymore coming from Chicago with the, the illegal immigrants on board. I mean, but, we're, but New York is still a sanctuary city, still a sanctuary city. The city council will not renege on that. They will not change on that. They will not get rid of that title. So they want to be called a sanctuary city. All these cities want to be known as sanctuary cities, but they don't want the migrants, migrants, the illegals coming anymore. They don't want, they didn't have one of them to be coming for quite some time because wait a minute, we could be a sanctuary city as long as nobody comes and it's Texas's problem and, and, and the South's problem and, and, you know, and California's problem. But if they're going to come here, that's not good. We're still a sanctuary city, but we don't want them. I mean, again, the hypocrisy of the left. So now you have the mayor of New York and Chicago and others blaming, of course, the federal government. It's the federal government's fault, which to a great extent it is. But why don't you change your, you know, your, your, your status as a sanctuary city? That's why the governor of Texas, Abbott, is sending them to you because you're so my immigrants should be welcomed and blah 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 and then when you get them you don't want them that's why you're getting them get rid of the sanctuary city label now um so the the mayor of uh, of new york and the mayor of uh, chicago they held um along with i think one or two others they held a zoom kind of type uh, press conference and i want you to hear some of, of what was said here is uh, cut 295. as many of you are aware we are again seeing a record number of crossing at our southern border what that means for us in new york city is another surge in migrants arriving at our doors just a few weeks ago governor abbott promised to send an additional 25,000 migrants to New York City alone. We expect the surge to intensify in the coming days and weeks. Last night, a flight chartered by the state of Texas, El Paso, the fog diverted the flight to Philadelphia where migrants were loaded onto five buses that arrived this morning around 1 a.m. And just last week, 14 buses arrived in a single day the most ever recorded by officials at our intake center. Oh, there's a, you know what's missing there? Some guy in the background playing the violin. You know, oh, poor Eric Adams, poor New York City. Oh, migrants, the migrants are coming to you. They're being bused to you. They're being flown to you. They're being force fed to you. Oh, careful what you wish for. Careful what signs you put up. People will respond. And why should Texas, why should Arizona, why should these states that are on the border that are, that are suffering so tremendously, why should they have them all? Why should they have them all? You're a sanctuary city, baby. Here's a <laughs> cut number 296. To better coordinate these arrivals today, 
I'm announcing an executive order requiring charter buses transporting migrants, those often contracted by the state of Texas, to provide 32-hour notice in advance of their arrival into New York City. To make sure we have sufficient staffing, we are also requiring that these charter buses arrive only between 8.30 a.m. and 12 p.m., Monday through Friday, and to only drop off passengers at one spot unless directed otherwise by New York City Emergency Management. Failure to do so result in a Class B misdemeanor, possible fines, lawsuit, and even buses being impounded. We cannot allow buses with people needing our help to arrive without warning at any hour of day and night. Oh, you mean like at the border? Do the migrants in their caravans or if they're being smuggled in by by smugglers or just coming on their own? Or, do they come between 8.30 and noon to Texas to one location so that there could be people there? Come on, give me a break. And you signed an executive order? The mayor of New York signed an executive order requiring these buses to when to arrive and how to arrive and where to arrive and going to impound the buses? Good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> it's like Joe Biden signing an executive order for giving student loans. I don't think you could do it. I don't think you could do it. All right, let's move on to um, to the next to cut two ninety seven. I'm proud to be here with my fellow mayors to call on the federal government to do their part with one voice and to tell Texas Governor Abbott to stop the games and use of migrants as potential as political pawns. As temperatures drop in New York City, Chicago, Denver, and other impacted cities, we are calling for the federal de declaration of emergency. Financial support and a national resettlement strategy. New York City is proud to have helped nearly 60% of the 161,000 migrants who have arrived here seeking shelter. But we need the state and federal government's help in resettling and supporting the 68,000 migrants still in our care, as well as those who are on their way and those yet to come. Do you understand the gravity of this? Do you understand? I mean, I don't know where you live. If you're in the States, if you're in a city, you walk the streets, if you dare. Do you see what's going? Do you see what's happening? Listen to the numbers he's giving. And out of the 160,000 or so, there are still 60,000 or so that they haven't been able to help. Where are they? What are they doing? Are they criminals? Are they sick? Do they have disease? Who the hell knows? Nobody knows. Wow. I think we have the mayor of, uh, of Chicago. Yes, the same mayor who wants reparations for black people in his city to help stop crime. Uh, that's not what this cut is about, but he was on this uh, press conference. Here's 298. Well, since taking office a little bit over seven months ago, uh, my administration um, has responded to this humanitarian mission with the full force of government. Um, we have roughly 15,000 people living in shelters, temporary shelters here in Chicago, um, nearly 27 shelters uh, total. 
4,500 children in our Chicago public schools uh, system, providing health care, um, and also making sure that um, we are screening individuals as they come through the city of Chicago, uh, providing, again, on-site uh, vaccinations at all of our shelters. And this certainly has been um, a remarkable challenge that my administration has mm -hmm. had to face, and quite frankly, a challenge that we are experiencing all over the country. But let me just say this to make this very clear. Um, what I have said repeatedly is that we have to have coordination. Since taking office, we've had an uncoordinated approach. Mm -hmm. And what I've worked to do, instead of having chaos, mm -hmm. is provide some structure and calm around this situation. And without significant federal support, um, this is not sustainable. And that's Brandon Johnson. Of course, that was him on CNN, but he did participate in that uh, press conference with uh, with Mayor Eric Adams of New York. Uh, again, this is uh, reflecting poorly on Biden and his administration. I've seen the people of Chicago. I've heard from them at rallies uh, that have been covered. Same in New York, same in other cities. And we're talking about minorities, a lot of black people in these cities saying, what are you doing? What are you doing to us? And you're giving these people who are coming here illegally all these perks and freebies and you're giving our kids and us nothing. Not good. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. All right, folks. Yesterday at this time, I told you I couldn't wait to say it, but we have one final segment left in the year 2023. And we'll get to it when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Steve Malzberg right here on TNT. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Swatting is one of the most deadly hoaxes one can perpetrate. It should be considered a terroristic threat, much like calling in a bomb hoax. And it's lethal potentially not only for the residents, but also for the SWAT team that responds to the call, which typically is that someone just shot his wife or someone's in the middle of raping someone, etc. Some heinous crime that requires a visit from SWAT. And yet, it's become the preferred political weapon of those on the left. Over the Christmas holidays, several politicians, including my own representative, Brandon Williams, here in New York 22, were swatted. But did we hear about any of the GOP politicians, Rick Scott, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Brandon Williams, others being swatted? No, the only swatting we heard about was that of Boston Communist Mayor Michelle Wu. Now, I don't agree that Wu shouldn't have been swatted. I think it's heinous no matter who the victim is. However, why does the media only cover a swatting when it's a Democrat victim? Why don't they ever cover it when it's Republicans on the receiving end? From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Right, I've got cancer. I've been trying to tell the rest of you, but no one's listening. And I don't just mean you, ears. Eyes, would you look in the damn toilet for once? Hands, roll those sleeves and take a sample. And legs, trot off to the doctor to get me looked at. Because bowel cancer can be successfully treated when detected early. Now look who's finally woken up. When a crisis hits close to home and across the globe, Nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed, and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing. Nurturing. Rescuing. Honoring. 
protecting, caring, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes across all missions has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you. Together, we change the world. The Nonprofit Alliance. Steve Malsberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. Um, I want to make sure I get this in before we run out of time. Um, I am privileged to sit at this microphone here on uh, uh, TNT. Uh, as I said, the year has just flown by. Uh, I think uh, we, we've done such great things here as a, as a network. Of course, uh, adding the, uh, the video element, certainly. I hope you're enjoying it. And uh, as a show, we try to keep you informed and entertained and all that kind of stuff and bring you great guests. And I look forward to, um, to 2024, which just starts on, as I said, Monday. I'll be here um, Monday uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern time, Monday evening. So uh, make sure you are tuned in as always. And I, I look forward to, uh, to continuing and, and just uh, covering this wacky, wacky world and country and election and everything else that's going on. Hope you'll uh, stay with with me and with TNT and 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 join us all. Okay, uh, let me uh, get to uh, again, wacky crazy. So on MSNBC, you have this, uh, this gentleman who was the chief investigative counsel for the January 6th committee in Congress. Okay, Nancy Pelosi's committee that investigated January 6th. Okay, this guy was the chief investigative counsel. And he's on MSNBC. His name is Tim um, Heapfee. And he's talking to Alicia Menendez, who's filling in. By the way, I believe Bob Menendez's daughter, Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey, who's in trouble again. Yeah. Anyway, beside the point, um, comparing, comparing Trump and insurrection type stuff and what's going to to you know for and the january 6th committee that you know he worked on to the 9-11 and bin laden and the whole thing it's just so bizarre so desperate so sick so here is cut 299 you know when we first started working on the select committee we kind of looked at the 9-11 commission as the gold standard of sort of an example of what we were trying to do, credible, nonpartisan accounting of what occurred. In respect, with respect to 9-11, the commission found that there were failures of U.S. intelligence that perhaps should have been more acutely aware of the threat posed by al-Qaeda and Osama bin Laden. But that did not absolve Osama bin Laden and his conspirators from flying planes into the World Trade Center. Very similarly here, we found that sure, there were failings of law enforcement to share information, to operationalize the intelligence they had about the prospect of violence. None of that absolves the proximate cause of the attack on the Capitol, which was President Trump and his co-conspirators. So we have heard this attempt to shift blame. Uh, our committee found that, that, that it did not succeed, that the only reason we had a riot at the Capitol was because of the, that was the final prong of a multi-step intentional plan to disrupt a joint session and prevent the transfer of power. The context of what law enforcement did or didn't do in no way absolves the proximate cause. You know, folks, 
again, you would think they would understand that they're overplaying their hand when they compare January 6th to 9-11. You would think that they would understand that they don't have to do that to, for their base. The viewers of MSNBC, the, the, the left-wing base who are right on board with him. I mean, Trump's Hitler, Trump's Bin Laden, Trump's a Nazi, Trump's this, Trump's that. They, they know that. They, they feel that. They get that. Why would you say this? Why would you compare, make any analogy between January 6th and 9-11? And, 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 you know, and, and give, again, if the right Republicans, conservatives had any brains, weren't afraid, I don't know. Let's ask Tim Burchett and see uh, Tim Burchett of uh, Tennessee. Are, are, are Republicans being blackmailed, as he talked about? Uh, you know, but but we know if you watch my show, the Republicans don't get it. They don't they don't know how to present things and fight back. But to 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 make that analogy, you know, and to over and over say Trump is Hitler, Trump's an anti-Semite, Trump's the, uh, again, you don't have to say it for the the people who agree with you because they already agree with you. You think you're convincing independence? You think you're convincing people who are watching Donald Trump get prosecuted and persecuted? And Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, just went to court to 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 to, to tell the court or to ask the court to prohibit Trump. And to prohibit what he could say in court as a defense. Now, I know that's done in cases all the time, but this is what they're doing to Trump. They've indicted him for his free speech, basically, in, 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 in the major case, okay, in my view. And now they're trying to take away his free speech when it comes to his defense. They just know no limit. And it's it's bound to backfire. It really is bound to backfire. And if Donald Trump could just focus, you know, and plead his case to the public in a in a serious way, the way I'm doing it, as opposed to ah, oh, they're gonna you know, typical Trump fashion, just take take like two minutes out and 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 drive home the point again in a serious, calm way. And make people understand, yeah, they know about the trials, yeah, they know, but the details of what the, you know, you're, you're, you're being, in, you were indicted for following the advice of lawyers. Your lawyers got indicted for giving you advice. I mean, who hears of this stuff? Anyway, shall I say to be continued? Because we're out of time. I want to wish you all the safest, healthiest, happiest New Year 2024. And if you're celebrating New Year's Eve, out. Watch yourself. Be careful. Of course, don't drink and drive. Watch out for others. It's always the other guy. Um, I'm Steve Malsberg. God willing, see you Monday night, January 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern, right back here on TNT. TNT.